You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Brie, everyone loves that picture I posted of you, how I had to put the cowboy emoji in between your legs. I know. Because you could fully see down. Why didn't you tell me to close my legs? I didn't even notice it. The bows are getting back. And we have a podcast. Part of that success is being open books. I think it would be amazing to do a comeback. It's so good, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is so good. Like, I want to do this all the time now. And now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Brie Bella. This is the Bella's Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Bella's Podcast. And... I'm really, really excited to open up with this bottle of wine today. They actually gifted you and I this bottle because it's where Artem and I did his Father's Day wine tasting. Um, It's a place that you've been dying to go to. It's a part of a region that we absolutely love because even though you're right there, Napa Valley, actually Soda Canyon, you can still see the San Francisco Bay, which I love. So we are going to pop open a Napa Valley Red. From Relic. Bree's been dying to go to Relic. So Relic, they gifted us this. Artem and I bought a few of their bottles, and I'll tell you more about it. But this one's called Ritual, and it's their red blend. It's a 2018 and Brie. Like, I kept being like, can I have more of that? Oh, wow. So I bought a bottle, and Artem also bought their Syrah. So if you're not a Syrah lover, you will absolutely love Relics because they will make you love Syrahs because they are probably – one of the greatest Syrahs I've ever, like, I didn't feel like I was drinking a Syrah, but their story is really cool. It was a young man that had a dream. He was in a job in San Francisco, wasn't happy and wanted to learn about wine, came out here with no money, started interning, working his way up. And now he owns some of the most sought after and incredible wine properties ever. He not only grows amazing grapes, but other areas that have amazing vineyards. Um, He's some of the only people that they allow to buy their grapes. Wow. So are you going to bring that bottle up to Tahoe? Duh. 
I'm going to bring all my bottles up there with you, girl, because this is going to be like your new fave. It, it literally is up in my top five. Wow. Well, I'm excited to try top it. I mean, they don't make a lot either. Very small production. You'll really love all, all his labels are like different, but they feel very like royal. And he has a cool wine cave too. Oh, that's fun. What a great Father's Day. Yeah. Well, let's first start. You and I, we first, you know, had travels. We went to San Antonio first, well, to Burning, Texas to visit Nana. Back to How Burning. How special was that? It was so special. Back I always to Burning. Always love seeing I feel Nana. like that should be a t-shirt. Back right? to Burning. Yeah. It's nice like when how you and I have made it where like when we have work by Nana, we always make a stop to see her. It just makes traveling like feel a little more special, you know? Oh my God, totally. I always love seeing Nana. I can't believe she's going to be 90 in September. It's crazy how fast time flies. You and I say it time and time again, like Nana's just one of those really special women. And every time I feel like we see her, it's like crazy just what you can learn from your grandmothers. Like it's like everyone, and I know everyone knows their grandmothers, they feel that love and and they do, they feel that thing with their grandma. But I feel like every time we sit with her, we learn something more. Like there's just always something you take away from a conversation with your grandmother. It's incredible. Uh, that's what I encourage so many people to do that. When you go on these business trips, right? Like, is there a way that you can add on a day either before your trip or after to go see a, some, a loved one that really needs just to have some visiting time? And because you'll just never regret it. It's always worth it. You might be tired from traveling or missing another day at home with, you know, the kids, but my goodness, it was so worth it. And then we took that late night flight to Dallas. Wow. Dallas is just always such a good time. You know, I go there to do a signing. Didn't think I was going to shop. And then next thing you know, I come home with like three shopping bags. Thank goodness. I just want to know it wasn't for me. It was all for my families. You want to hear something really funny though, Nicole? So you saw what I got everyone, Buddy, Birdie, and Brian. Um, Birdie last night when I was tucking her in bed and we were reading and going all over these things, she goes, Mama, did you notice that you got Daddy more things than me? I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, I was counting. So she counted and she counted. I got more stuff for Brian than her. And I was like, well, it was Father's Day. I had to get Dada some gifts. Isn't that hilarious? I was like, Bert. That's super cute. I wasn't even going to get you anything. I'm like, that was just a bonus. Like that's every time mommy goes out of town, I'm not going to get you something. But isn't that funny? I thought that was hilarious. That's what she said to me last night before bed. I think it's super cute and super birdie. I love that. And you did shop a lot. I mean, we couldn't help it. That hotel, the Adolphus, right? It's, Incredible. It's like a one-stop shop. Not only did they have a shop where we were able to get Birdie, Buddy, and Mateo, Artem, and Brian a, a lot of stuff. Even I think ourselves, we got like cute little things. And then we did our tea time, which how much fun was the tea time? Oh, it was amazing. I think you and I downed a bottle of uh, Pierre Jouet. <laughs> Gosh. We're supposed to be we drinking tea did. and we're chugging champagne. Oh, no. But that's what I've always loved about tea times is you really get to enjoy champagne and it pairs nicely with everything that pairs with tea. But what I love is, one, that hotel Queen Elizabeth and um, Prince, Prince Philip. Philip have stayed at. And the history is amazing. Um, the architecture, just the feeling of it. But then with all their different rooms, like the rodeo bar and I, Brie, everyone loves that picture I posted of you, how I had to put the cowboy emoji in between your legs. I know. Because you could fully see down. Which you took. But people love that. Why didn't you but, tell me to like, close my legs? 
I didn't even notice it. But like, girl, we had a bottle of PJ at that point and I had a spicy margarita because of course I had to see the bartender said he was good at margaritas. So I was like, now I got to try one. You had a Lone Star beer. So we're feeling pretty good. And we did all that before we even went to the Monarch. You and I wanted to see everything within like four hours. I mean, crazy before making our flight, which is fine. Literally, when I told Artem that, like, he goes, whoa, like, he saw my post. He goes, you had a lot of fun. I go, you know, I did that within four hours. He goes, no way. I go, Bree and I literally, all that was within four hours. We were on it. I will say this. You and I weren't expecting to do tea time. They just happened to have an opening. How do we say no? And then right. it wasn't our fault that we walked by the cutest rodeo bar ever. Like, how do you say right. no? And then if yeah. you're in Dallas, Texas, you have to go to the Monarch. How do you say no? So like, oh my God, I love that restaurant from the views to the service, to to the the vibe, to the food, to the music, to the wine list. I mean, if you're in Dallas, Texas, definitely go to the Dolphless Hotel. Definitely go eat at Monarch. Just even when you walk in, you get a glass of champagne and then you take an elevator up. Like from beginning to end, it's just amazing. Incredible experience. Then Brie and I went and caught flights. The best thing is we're at dinner. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I thought my flight was 830. Well, it was at 810. And that's like a big difference in the world of like, we're really pushing it already. You started distress. I saw it on your face, which I was like, I know I was trying to pretend because we're drinking this amazing wine from uh, (laughs) Australia. And I'm like, um, we just got a really nice bottle and I want to drink this whole thing. But now I'm kind of inside stressing because I have to make this fight because it's Father's Day tomorrow. I'm like, oh, and we still had to stop by our hotel to grab our suitcases. I mean, I can't believe everything we did and we made it. I know. I lost a wallet along the way, which really sucks. But that does suck. I mean, that sucks bad. You need to cancel all your stuff. But what made me laugh is like, I was sitting there and waiting for my flight, which my flight got delayed like almost an hour. And like, I felt I'm, so bad for you. I know. Well, and just think like I was sitting there at first buzz and then I'm like coming down and then I start thinking about my life and like, you know, when you just like, and then my flight's delayed and I'm just sitting there like de- a little dehydrated, needing water and like contemplating why I drink. And I, like we talked about this, I felt like last week or the week before that with Bottle Rock. And like here, I felt like I put myself in that same situation because we had to go do all these things in four hours. I'm like, will I ever learn? And the answer is no, I will never learn. No. I mean, what about you and I on the plane with the wine? (laughs) I mean, that was so, Brie and I are literally sitting on the flight and we're going from San Antonio to Dallas. And we're like, just talking about how we want to take a lot more sugar out of our life because like sugar just doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel tired. You hear how like cancer feeds on it. Your brain doesn't work on it. There's anti-aging involved. And we're like, why, why do we have all this sugar in our life? Cause you know, one, save it for the drinks, you know, at least with like my margaritas, I can make those skinny and not have it. But like when I do have it with my wine, but then also go after wines that aren't adding sugar and all these things. Right. So we're talking about this and then Brie goes, oh, should we get a glass of wine? I go, yeah. Like literally right after we just had this conversation, then we start crying, laughing on plane because we go, we literally went into detail about our health and like, we're going to take moments of where we won't have a drink and blah, blah, blah. And then we're drinking Merlot on the plane. I know. And that's, what's crazy. It's like, you know, all the cons, but it doesn't stop you. But that's what happens when you have fun. Yeah. There's, there's a, a line that you have to realize like, it's okay. I can live this life where I'm so like depriving myself of what life is giving us right now. It's giving us amazing food and amazing wines and all these different things. 
yeah, I could be someone that stays home and doesn't enjoy it at all. And no offense, that's like, what is that? And some people enjoy that. But like, I know my personality, I don't. Or I could go out there and I just need to be more careful. Like when I used to do change time, for instance, and I had that one cheat day every week. So six days out of the week, I would not consume sugar whatsoever. Every now and then, maybe with a glass of wine, but I was really good. And then on that seventh day, I was allowed for, for 24 hours to go crazy. And they had this whole thing to it, how it was like really good for you, right? Shocks your metabolism. But I remember I felt so good at right. that period of time. And then I didn't feel deprived. If anything, I didn't feel deprived. If anything, I was excited to pick my places for my cheat spot. Oh my God, I'm going to go to Bouchon and then I'm going to go head to Farmstead and then I'm going to go do this and get that. I would remember things and literally write them down because I'm a foodie. So I get excited when I see food and all that. Like I love it. Yesterday for Father's Day, Brie, oh my gosh, Farmstead right now. Oh, really? Mm. So good. Yeah. I know you almost wish you'd get addicted to like when you feel really good. Do you know what I mean? I wish so badly I would just be addicted to that. I feel like though you have that as well. No, and I definitely do. But I also feel like I'm big, like a social everything. Yeah. I love experiencing things. I like vibes. I like social environments, like all of that. I'm addicted to that. So like I get really worked up. Like if I had an option to stay home, get a great night's sleep, feel absolutely amazing the next day or go to this one time tonight. They're having this amazing thing at this place with this, 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 and this. I'm there. Even if I wake up the next day, not feeling the best. Right. So I kind of do it like where, okay, go do these amazing things and just be in bed by eight. And then you like kind of, you know, hit two birds with one stone. We are. Well, you know, actually speaking of social, I know you're talking about partying and hanging out and being a social butterfly. But if we now head into the world of social media, we actually have an incredible guest today who's going to be talking about her new book called City of Likes. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Her name is Jenny Mullen, who is already an incredible New York Times selling author, actress, mom. She It's just amazing. I love looking at her social media because I think she's incredibly funny, but she's super relatable and open and honest and down to earth. And this book has to be like one of my favorites that's come out. And I know we'll dive into it with her, but because it's truly raising awareness in a time that like no one's really talking about. And it's just that pressure of posting and social media and living in the present, like all those things and the influencer life. So I'm really excited to have her on. Yeah. And I really do think sometimes having a really good story you could read helps things to become more aware. People like connect more with stories and you start to visualize characters and connect with characters. And I think that's why this book will really bring awareness because we'll all connect with one of the characters in the book. It's always been my dream to write something like that, but based off of like reality TV stars and that journey and what they've learned and all that, because we live that life. So instead of having it be another memoir, I've always wanted to do kind of what Lauren Conrad did with LA Candy, but you know, having a different kind of story and like these women from a male dominated industry, but like, I don't know, I have all these notes down, but that's why I love what Jenny Mullins created. I can't wait to dive into this book, but I also can't wait to just talk to her. Yeah, well, instead of uh, hitting up all them spots in Dallas you should have stayed in your hotel room and wrote I still write I just pick and choose my times but when you got the rodeo bar and a tea time in the French room girl that's where I'll be and that's why you're a reality star and not a reality writer (laughs) wow well on that note we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with the one and only Jenny Mullen 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly ship to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm-hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping Ooh, that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline New York formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. 
Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I'll always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Hey, Jenny. How are you? Um, okay, so first we have to say, go Firebirds. Yes, we went to Chaparral. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. When were you at Chaparral? We so, graduated 2002. Are you kidding? No. I graduated in 97. Oh my wow. gosh. Like, I missed you guys, but that is so crazy. Yeah. crazy. Did you do Cocoa Pop first or what did you, what middle school did you? I did, did Cocoa Pop for a year, yeah. I mean, weird. What, was, what elementary school? Um, Sequoia. Sequoia. So we had Sequoia, oh. Cocoa Pop, then Chaparral. So I'm what, dead. that means I we were eighth Cochise. grade and you were senior? Yes, that's Cochise. crazy. Yes. All the hot people came from Cochise. Yeah. Oh my God, that's did. so hilarious. Isn't that wild? So I have to ask, what teachers did you have at Chaparral? I wonder if any of us had the Mrs. same. Mrs. Carrick in the theater department. Um, was her. she not the best? Busy Phillips and I were at, in school at the same time there. And so Busy and I were like pitted against each other for a lot of years. We talked about it. And we don't think that Mrs. Carrick helps. <laughs> I could actually see that with her. Yeah, for she sure. She was very disturbed by me because do you remember when we'd get that project where you had to create like a video at home or something? It was like your own scene work. Yeah. And I yes. wanted to do something. I think it was off Jawbreakers, but like, you so. You and I both did. With yeah, we like killed a friend and yeah. then I licked the knife. That looked like it had blood on it. And I remember she was so disturbed by me. Like you lick the knife, like that was blood. And I was like, well, yeah, it made it even more evil. And I just remember oh her like God. giving me looks all the time. Like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I am obsessed. That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you something funny, both of you. I haven't even told you this. Uh -oh. um, so I was talking to my husband the other day and we were just, for some reason, middle school and high school mascots got brought up. And I was like, yeah. well, we were Cocopa Mustangs and Chaparral Firebirds. And he yeah. was like, oh, our middle school, we were Bob Kittens. And I was like, Bob, Bob kittens? kittens? Could you imagine being in middle school and being a Bob Kitten? 
And no. I, I had to look it up and their mascot, they were called the Bob Kittens. Wow. That, is that explains insane. a lot. Right. But the elementary what about school NYU, was they're the violets. Jason's like, I was an really? NYU violet. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Like I yes. just, what were there? Was it like a flower type of thing or? Yes, I think wow. so. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. I just don't know what that <laughs> does for middle schoolers. Like you're going through a lot it, in middle school. I don't think school. it plays well. I don't think it plays well. Yeah. Well, all. I just think of like football finals and like, yeah, we're going to crush the violets. But what did the violets say? Like, yeah. We're going to blow away. Or, I don't know. <laughs> we're going to outgrow. <laughs> or the Bob kittens. You yeah. Know? Like you just, you don't sound, you know, but yeah. anyways, it's just crazy that That's, we're all that firebirds. We're firebirds. What a small world. I love that. What a small world. I know. Do you go back to Phoenix ever? I'm going for the book tour. I'll be back there. Oh, that's right. But, but, um, I don't go that often. My dad's still there. My dad's sort of a, a big, like sports medicine doc in the community. So your parents probably know him. Yeah. (laughs) Or we've probably been to him. Yeah. Yeah, Like those grizzled wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, for sure. Yes. What's your favorite restaurant? Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Well, everyone will tell you Ajo Owls is just like, oh a my gosh, Ajo yeah. Owls. Yeah. Right. But I'm all about Duck and Decanter on like 16th Street downtown because the tuna salad at Duck and Decanter, it's so damn good, you guys. No, you the, right. the water chestnuts. Yes. Do you, I can't. Okay. So you're just this crazy because Ajo Owls was like uh, our, our thing. Spot, but, but we would always go get the tuna sandwiches. A duck and decanter. And we would have to tell ourselves because even like during the pandemic, we we're in lockdown, they were still serving the like, tuna sandwiches. Yeah. They bring it out to your car. And we were, yeah. And we were pregnant, but we were like, okay, Brew, we can only have like two a week because yeah. we would want so many more. Yeah, and our guys sure. would be like, oh, let me guess. You're going to get the tuna sandwiches. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that's exactly where we're going. I am so, it makes me feel so happy that you guys understand the tuna salad and duck and decanter. Like that is a really a deep cut. Yeah. I can't really believe, deep. you know, I can't believe you even said it. We even brought reality cameras there. Like we shot a scene there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell they're like, you guys want to shoot here? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. We're like, this place is amazing. amazing. And then we walk in, you know, in the big deli and the little wine. Give me my pickle spear and my candy. Yes. In the little baggie, the spears. You would always ask for extra I'm like, can I get one more pickle, please? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's really hilarious. We have so much in common because then you went and studied in Paris for a bit. I did. Yes. And what did you go study there? Well, I was studying with Berkeley. So I was at UCLA, but Berkeley had a, a program, uh, you know, a French program that I could kind of transfer to. And the reason I was obsessed was because Berkeley was on semesters and we were on quarters. So when my credits transferred back, they counted as double. Whoa. Oh, wow. Maybe I was cheating the system. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I was, I don't know. It worked. But I did, uh, I did that. And then I ended up living in Germany because I reconnected with a guy that was a foreign exchange student at Chaparral. No. Yeah, I thought he was a vampire at the time. I was not mm. into him at all. But but when I was in Europe, I was looking through my handheld yeah. file of phone <laughs> numbers. And I realized that I had this European number in the book. And, and I didn't even know what a European phone number looked like until I was over there. Yeah. And so I dialed the number and the woman on the other end of the phone didn't speak any English. And she goes, Jenny, I couldn't believe it. It was his mom. He called me back maybe on this payphone 10 seconds later. 
And he tells me the story about how he had been stuck in Belgrade during the bombings, during the Kosovo crisis. So he and he had been studying in Belgrade because his family was Serbian, but they lived in Germany. And and like this harrowing tale of how he had to escape or whatever. Anyway, I was like, oh, I'll be in Germany this weekend. Why don't you meet me in Munich? Just because I didn't have any friends and I was trying to use my Euro rail and travel around as much as possible. Yeah. Cut two. I like fell madly in love with him. Oh my God. Like, totally different person. Like two or three years later, he was an adult. He had like been through war. I thought it was really hot. <laughs> and I ended up graduating college. When I graduated college, I graduated a year early. And then I went and lived with his family in Germany. Wow. And wow. now I speak German and my kids speak German. And Jason's always like, Wait a minute. My kids speak German because you dated a German guy like post-college. Like, that is so weird. Well, that is incredible. I, I think your next book needs to be this story. I mean, it's screw romantic. Eat, Love, Pray. That's like... It's in my first book. And I talked oh, so much shit about him. And I was so scared because when my thyroid went hyper, okay, I wasn't in the best mindset. But I thought that for Sid's fourth birthday, I should take him to Germany to meet my German family. And then I get there and it dawns on me. Oh my God. I talked so much shit about this guy. He wasn't there, but I was living, I was staying at his parents' house with my son. And so every time I would hear the mom, like walking down the stairs to our room, I'm like, she knows, she (laughs) fucking knows. Somebody told her I was, but she doesn't speak English. So she'll never know that I actually talked so much shit about him in the book. Oh my God. Like her favorite girlfriend he's ever had. Thank God. Thank God. Oh my God. God. That is important for me to keep that title. Totally. Right. (laughs) Oh, that is such an amazing story. That is. And it's cool that you are actually like still friends with them because that doesn't usually Um, happen. And that you speak German. So my fiance, he's Russian. When he was starting to make it in professional ballroom dancing, he was like 14 and they put him on a train who knew no other language except Russian. And they're like, you're going to train in Germany because that's Germany has like is very big in ballroom dancing, too. So he just said he remembers being on a train, meeting a German boy who he had a dance with. Yeah. On the same team. Yeah. Yeah. And he only knew German. And so how they had to communicate, but he knows German, not as much anymore, but he had I to learn that it. way through dance. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah. I love Germany. I love it. Yeah. I love when you're forced. It's there's there's nothing better because otherwise you just end up conjugating a few verbs and never really learning. Yeah. I'm all about the immersion. Yeah. No, I agree it's with that. it's the best way to learn. It's I don't know. It's, because of my kids and you know, now we speak German at the house, the kids and I, and Jason has been like by default immersed in German and he really knows too much. I'm kind of pissed about yeah. <laughs> I wanted to always be able to talk shit about him but yeah. that, and now it does not work as well. That is the best. Well I feel like that's gonna happen in my house is my son and husband are gonna talk shit behind my back in Russian. Oh, and that sure. language is just I give up. Like I know a few wait, things wait, wait, you give up. You never tried. Well, kind of. No, no, no. I mean, I was forced to learn hello, like prevent. And I know Babushka. <laughs> That's about it. But so I was on the playground Saturday with my son and my fiance wasn't there. And so um, he looks, he's just learning words. He's, he'll be to the end of July. So he doesn't say a lot, but he does a lot of mumbling talk where I'm like, oh, he's speaking Russian. Like he's, he's yeah. attracted more to that language than English. So he's on the playground. looks at me and he's like, something like that. And I go, I don't know. And then his mom looked at me because I just had to tell him, like, I don't know what you're saying, Mateo. Like, can you show mama? 
And she yeah. goes, what language is he speaking? And I was like, Russian. I'm like, but I have no Gerberish. idea what my son's saying. <laughs> no, but it was like total <laughs> Russian. He is very demanding when he does it. So. Yeah, he gets I like, love it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cute. So Nikki and I, we were so excited to talk about your new book, um, City of Likes. You know, it's crazy because when we were going through this, okay. it's a big topic we always talk about is social media mm-hmm. and the difference between the, and we hate saying fake life and filtered life, but Instagram is starting to fill that. You mean Instagram versus reality? <laughs> well, which drives me crazy, that whole thing. But, and then between real life, and I think it's great that you have a book like that, but what inspired you to write this book? Was it a personal experience or? Well, yes. I mean, I was living it. And I think that I, I feel like I had to write it or I was going to become it. I mean, this was a, mm-hmm. this was a question that has been with me for the past four years uh, and just has haunted me. And, and, and that question is if we're so busy curating motherhood specifically online for other people, how present are we as mothers in our actual lives? And like, I, you know, I mean, for me, it's just, it's, I've made so many mistakes or whatever things that I will beat myself up over mm-hmm. because of my addiction to external validation or because of the fact that I have to feed this machine. Otherwise, as you guys know, it stops growing. Yeah. And, you know, right. I at first could, you know, could look at it and say, well, it's in- innocuous. It's just pictures of my feet on vacation. It's a sunset here and there, but slowly, but surely when it becomes more of a job, your boundary keeps getting pushed and you're mm-hmm. sharing more and more and more. And if you don't, your platform sort of shrinks away. And mm-hmm. I was stuck in that. And to some degree felt that this was a story that wasn't being told. And almost mm-hmm. when I went to pitch it the first time, I feel like even publishers like weren't ready to kind of like hear this. I think that, that, that it's a, it, I'm so glad that it's coming out post pandemic because I feel like we've all had to come to terms with our addiction to our phones and we can't sort of hide from that anymore or just say, Oh, I'm, I was bored at home or, you know, the kids were in bed. It's like, no, this is a Pavlovic constant, pick it up, check, you pick it up, check kind of thing. And, um, and it's, it's almost like, I needed to hear this story. Mm-hmm. It's a story that I needed to kind of tell myself because I, I nobody was saying it to me. Yeah, right? I was only being being encouraged to to share more and post more and join other platforms and do more, and I was losing sight of the, the most important thing in my life, which is my family. Yeah. Wow. I feel like Bree and I, we gravitated towards this so much and relate to it so much. And we're fortunate that we have each other because we constantly talk about that battle and look, we're reality stars. I mean, we have this thing where when it comes to social media, we've always talked about this, like one is enough enough. And like, this feels like a job. And then we we're hard on ourselves. We're like, Oh my God, we haven't posted in this amount of days, or we didn't give them, we were living in the moment at this event. We didn't take photos or we didn't do this. Uh And then when I post my son, I get such mom guilt and yeah. I'm like, wait, should I not have posted him? Why did I post him? And what it's crazy. Like we talk about this constantly all the time or battle sure. with this. Well, and sometimes yeah. you take a picture and I'm like, did I just take a picture of my children and myself for social media? Or was that really for myself? And that's oh like, my the, God. you yes. know what I mean? And exactly. I'm like, and my poor kids are like, like, gosh, enough's enough. But you know, what I liked is when you really hit the mommy influencer, because I'll admit. Now I, I get what mom influencers are doing. Like they do, there's a big part of them that help people out and all that. But I do see like, where do you draw the line when it comes to your children? Right. And yes. did your children say, yes, let's do this all together. 
And do the children benefit because they're being used the most? And it's sometimes when I see it on Instagram, I'm like, Ooh, that's a little too much. Or I don't, I don't know. It can irk me. And I feel bad because like these mommy influencers make a living it's their career. But I think your book really lets people see that like you do stop living in reality. Like Instagram is not reality. It's, it's a, this fake life. And I think people really do forget how to live. Like they're just so in their phones yeah. and living for Instagram. You forget how to live. But what, well, and you don't realize it sometimes. It's like, I will find myself sitting there in the middle of either making a sandwich or whatever. And I'm answering somebody about what, where the hair product is from that I bought at bubble. It's like, I don't know that person. Why do I feel the need to even like write that right now? And like, t- that takes me out of my real life and situation that I'm in, it, it really is a strange sort of phenomenon. And I think it's such a, an epidemic in our culture. Not even if, even if you're not famous, right, even right. if you're just like a mom with any kind of account, people yeah. are writing you, asking questions and you just feel like, it's almost like when you have some, a message in your inbox, the anxiety of like, I have to respond just gets to you and you end up doing it. And then you're gone. You're gone from the people that are sitting right in front of you. Gosh, it's so true. I know. I, I always admired my husband because when I look at his phone, he has like 2000 unchecked um, text messages. Like he's never on social media. And I'm like, you don't want to go through your text messages. Like literally his family texts yeah. me. Like he just doesn't respond. And he's like, well, I was probably busy. Like the, it, my phone isn't my first choice. And I'm like, yeah. in the morning, I have to remind myself not to walk out of the room with my phone because I don't want my children in the I morning know. to see me the first thing with the phone in my hand. Well, know, like it's attached yeah. to me. Well, in our life coach had yeah, like the best here. saying is like, if you look at your phone first thing in the morning, it's going to determine your mood the rest of the day. Like why shift? If you had a good night's sleep and you woke up feeling great, why let social media shift that for you? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. She's like, if you can just wait till later, don't let, mm-hmm. don't let something affect you. Yeah, you guys, it's so hard. No, yeah. but do you guys think like it's going to change? That's no like way. the thing because like we all say it's a business tool, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so many times I I mean, I'll be active for like days straight and then I go off, but I'll admit I see everything drop because I'm not yeah. consistent. Well, yeah. I'm oh, the algorithm. I mean, I don't even know the algorithm anymore. Like it's so confusing. But how many business meetings are you in and people are like, "Well, what's your following?" Your following's oh important. Oh my God, my agent will call and be like, can you send me your engagements from your last yes. three stories? I'm like, what? Yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, all and, about the impressions. Yeah, so you yes. see where mm-hmm. it's like important in today's world for business and making money, but right. is that going to all change? But that's why I don't think it'll change. I think there's a lot of us that want it to change, but at the end of the day, it does provide income for so many people, even people like us, that it's hard to fully like, commit to like, this absolutely has to change. Yeah. I mean, you could change it for yourselves, but that's what I mean, it's like, the world is just change, getting right? more techie as we go. I mean, I feel that I could, I hope I'm wrong. But it's but- crazy that your success in life is like, can be quantified with like a number on an app that's on your phone next to your name. I mean, that is really very black mirror. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, it's like coming to life. Well, like your title, the city of likes. I'm like, that's just so true. That's, that's true. life. Yes. And yeah. you know, I recently had a conversation with someone and they were, they felt like I wasn't um, valuing myself enough. It it was another conversation with my life coach. And, (laughs) but I realized because I think I'm so in this world of social media that I'm letting 
certain things determine my value when my talent goes beyond that. Like this is just a side thing, but I wasn't really valuing who I was and what I bring to the table in real life anymore as much because it was just so much about this other world that I was letting affect me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never, I've been always, you know, pretty confident woman. And so I started to realize like, Whoa, am I devaluing myself? Well, I mean, I will say this, like majority of my twenties, there was no social media. I think it came when I was 29 or 28 or something, or at least I knew about it, but I was like, damn, like I'm a good, like I'm thought a lot of high things about myself in my twenties, but I'm like social media probably would have chopped me in half and told me I'm none of those things, but because none of us had it, like it, those times where you're probably insecure, I felt really great about myself, but I'm sure social media would have changed all of that. Oh, for, for sure. Aren't you glad we didn't have it at Chaparral? Oh I mean, my gosh. Beyond. I, I mean, I, God. I just One. think of some of the pictures I probably would have posted or like sent to boys parties or like, yeah, yeah. like I would have gotten in trouble. I think. Oh, for yes, sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how great for all of us that we didn't have that, like that, that was We're, not a thing. So yeah. We're so lucky. I mean, we, how excited would you get for the yearbook just to like, see what pictures would make it in? Like oh God, we would wait sure. all year unless you, you know, like obviously we'd all take pictures with the disposables, but, and those were always shitty. It's like, always. can you even imagine like if we had the ability to take as many pictures of ourselves as we do now, think about us as high school girls, we would have been out of fucking control. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just even, I probably actually would end up having a good eyebrow wax job because when I look (laughs) back, I just, you know, now salon $5. Sure. But they were like, so uneven. (laughs) It's not fair. It's not fair. We, we, we were in the wrong, like time for eyebrows. It was like eyebrows, no makeup. Right. Right. Hard, hard time for eyebrows. Hard time. Oh my gosh. Thinner, the better, which didn't work for my face. Like, and I had a lot of eyebrow to get rid of. So it was just, it was awful. I mean, oh my God, it was brutal. (laughs) My son saw a picture of me from some like homecoming dance at my dad's house. And he's like, what's going on with your eyebrows? I was like, don't ask. (laughs) I mean, it's like, and and I'm like, who waxed them? And I had to say Jack Daniels because my mom was like wasted when she was like, was not a good Wait, so your mom did it? Your mom waxed your? Yes. My mom waxed my brows. Oh Oh my my God. God. That's amazing amazing you know i'll never forget my mom was like we nicole and i wanted to wax our upper lips and my mom's like we'll just bleach it now we're latin like you don't bleach our upper lip and like i remember oh, just going gosh. to school and we like, got well, destroyed i went from having like a dark mustache to a white one i don't know if it was more noticeable. more noticeable i'm like mom Take me to the nail salon. Let's get it waxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so, give me a razor at that point. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you have a tour coming out, right? She has a book tour. Yes. We saw how a few are sold out. And so at every show you have a guest and is it you guys talking about your book and cause you also yes. have a podcast, correct? Third wheel. I have a podcast called third wheel where I pry into people's personal lives. Uh, and but, but I think the book tour is just basically going to be us talking about the book. I feel weird reading from the book because, you know, my other two books were memoirs. So they were short stories. I could just like tell a story and then go into like a Q&A. But this, I almost like don't know where to start. I'm like, how do I just like pick a chapter to kind of, yeah I don't know, let you guys in on. Well, and so writing- the husband is Russian in this. Well, he's Ukrainian, oh, really? but like grew up when it was occupied by Russians. Um, so- Oh, yeah. wow. I actually so love that. We've already fought over who's going to read it first because we just got our box in the mail 
And Which so, we could have another book. Yeah. Well, and, and Brie well, won I'll the battle. I w- no, I we'll buy one. We like to support. Yes. And so, um, and also we, well, I'm, I'm the reader. So this okay, will be read I'm a in reader a, too. This just because be I'm read a in slow a reader, but <laughs> I know, but we, um, yeah, so I'm, we're super excited, but you know what, something we always like to ask our guests when they come on is, um, you know, you have two sons, your mother, you have an amazing career. Like, how do you balance it? Cause I think moms out there, you know, we're all working moms nowadays, you see it and trying to be a hands-on mom, but have a career. It's sometimes just draining and feels like, how do we do this? Right. So do you have any tips? Oh my God. I know. I think something's always suffering. I don't think you can be like everything to everyone at all times. And I don't really think like, I think that having it all is sort of an illusion. I think that when you pick your career, your home life is suffering. When you pick your home life, your career is suffering. And so you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I am, you know, a latchkey kid, two parents who worked, uh, who, and I'm a working mom myself, but I also carry the trauma of being a kid whose parents worked. So I, I have like so much guilt all the time with whatever choice I'm making. I don't know. I feel comfort in the fact that I think we all feel this way. That's the yeah. only thing that gets me through is knowing that I'm not alone in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and get such anxiety and I'm like, I want to quit everything because I just need to be with the kids. Yeah. But then yeah. I wake up the next day and I'm like, well, wait, I mean, let's rethink what we drink. It's like about. hangovers. Like, yeah. You know, I'm never going to drink again. And then you're drinking a few days later. <laughs> That's true. It's like the right. feeling. Right. <laughs> but it yes, is, but it is hard. It's, but, it's a hard balance, but I think it's important to just like, you know, shut off sometimes. If you can like pick, you know, whether it's a week or, I don't know, even on the weekends to just be able to go somewhere with your kids and leave your phone at home. It really, it's kind of miraculous. It feels so freeing. Yeah. The one thing I've learned so much, I feel like being a mom now for my son is like how amazing the simple things are. Like Mm -hmm. just when he plays with sticks, he's like the happiest kid in the world. He doesn't need anything else. He just wants those sticks and he wants to like walk through the grass. And I'm like, wow, like it's just, it's, he's opened up my eyes in so many ways when it used to be about so many material things. And I just look at him like, gosh, you're so right. The simple things are great. So yes, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. So you are a huge bachelor nation fan or was, or I are? used to be. Yeah. I was a Me big too. bachelor nation fan. I hosted the after show with Chris for uh bachelor in paradise. I went to Jaden Tanner's wedding. I feel like I, I had a nice little run with them. Yeah. <laughs> do a lot of fun bucket list bachelor things. That's awesome. Do you still watch? I haven't recently. No, no, I'm the same. I used to be diehard and then it's just Nick changed Vial. for me. I went off the rails with Dick Vile. I stopped watching and it's funny because I, I like Nick. I know him, but I stopped watching that season and kind of never went back. Yeah. Do you watch dating shows? I watched the Indian matchmaker show. Was oh my that God. One? That was so good. Beyond amazing. Yeah. That was on Netflix, right? That loved one. It. I loved yes, that loved one. That was I watched so a good. little married at first sight. Um, I'm obsessed, but only Australia's version I'll watch. Ooh. Oh, I haven't seen so, that. Oh, they're juicy. Okay. They're good. Okay. I need to see that. Yeah. They never and then Boy Island, my friend Alon, who used to work on Bachelor, he does that show, but I, I haven't seen it. I feel like it might be a spoof of The Bachelor. Yeah, I saw an episode and I wasn't too attached, but. Okay, okay. Yeah. Seems but sloppy it was, all over the place. I would, I prefer Love Island. So maybe that's Love why. Island. I remember Love Island? Yeah, Love Island UK and Australia. That's my favorite. 
Like I can't wait for it to start again this summer. You're so addicted. I'm like, I love dating shows, but there's a few, but like bachelor bachelor, I'm over now. Like, I think because yeah, I don't like when it's like one guy and a bunch of girls, even though I love watching all the girls have drama, that would be my favorite. But then when I yeah. see like all the dudes after one girl, like now I'm like, no, I want to see like a bunch of men and women in a house, like trying to all hook up with each other. Like that's more fun. <laughs> yeah. I think Yes, and having yes. just the one now it seems so outdated. Like, okay, guys, right. like we need to mix this up. It's um, so true. Yeah. yeah. It's so like weird to watch it now. It's like almost uncomfortable <laughs> because like, yeah, I, I can, I could imagine right? it's a little antiquated. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good point. Totally. I do remember this one time when I was watching the bachelor and when I saw the guy Frenchie and a bunch of the girls, like in one episode and the way he would French grossed me out so much. Like I could, <laughs> His tongue just looked fat and weird. And I just was like, I can't watch this show. That was it for me. It was like one episode <laughs> and I was like, done. It's the sloppy oh, Frenching. Oh my God. And it was like, girls That's were just so waiting funny. in little like creepy nooks for him. And like, then they just kissed. I was like, what is this? I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. So I, but that I've never been so into funny. like those type of dating shows. There's some like, I'll, like, I, I don't like, know Love is Blind. Is. I don't know why I got into Love is Blind. I thought that was just crazy experiment mind was weird too when they would like stand in front of the screen and be like i love you yeah yeah <laughs> so weird and then they'd see each other in person and just hate each other yeah. and like and yes. so mean i was like whoa yes. yeah that's well that's how i feel like married at first sight like this uh -huh. newest season and i'm i'm watching the australian version and artem it's artem and i's thing like we just uh -huh. we love to like i don't know why but just sit and watch dating shows no, I get it. Cause it makes you feel so much better. Like Jason loves it too. He's like, totally. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it makes us feel great about our relationship. We're like, we're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it's so true. That's oh my God. So true. But yeah, it's, I just, people blow my minds. Like I, you yes. know, it's just, I'm like, wow, you do. It makes you feel super normal. Well, we were yeah. on a reality mm -hmm. show and I, I think there was a lot of things we did that weren't too normal, but our stuff was very normal. <laughs> Getting drunk and yelling at your guys, 1000% normal. Oh, everyone gets a drunk, crazy night. Yeah. Well, well, if that was aimed towards me, I'm sure that that's was what it definitely was. aimed towards I you. I had <laughs> one moment on TV that she'll never let me live down. Like I got drunk <laughs> and we fought and then it I salted so with someone just good. to be, I mean, it was so <laughs> embarrassing for me to relive. I was like, I can't believe the world's going to see this. And I feel like now no one lets me live that one time that I got wasted. Oh no. And, well, I, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was one time, but definitely that one stood you out. You know, when you're like super drunk and like, you're just, you feel like you're on top of the world. And then you have that, like one person who ends up being your guy to like, just crush your dreams of the night of just feeling amazing. And then you get yes. so mad. That was like my night. Like I was having the greatest night ever. And then you got mad at me and then that turned, then you just turn into now, Jack Daniels. Turn yeah. into Jack Daniels. Turn into Jack Daniels. That's exactly. right. I was Jose Cuervo and then I went right to Jack Daniels. So <laughs> <laughs> you were the Dos Equis guy. Yeah. I was like, time of my life. Yeah. Full on fiesta. And then I wanted to fight people. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, no. Oh, yeah. And it was like, he even left the situation at one point to go and went home. And then I was like, how dare him? Like, we're filming, we're working. Oh, he just wants to. <laughs> go home so i brought them all okay, home with me yeah <laughs> asshole the opportunities yeah and then i'm like 
screaming at him in a room that I thought he was in because there was pillows on the bed. <laughs> and I just assumed that was him laying there. So I'm like oh so upset. God. And then he comes up from behind me and he goes in the coal. And I'm like, how'd you? I was like, Wait. that's priceless. Yeah. And then oh I was like God, more mad so that he funny. wasn't in that bed, that he was in the guest room. Anyways, gosh, reliving now talking about it. So I know. Pretty embarrassing. I should huh? be on one of those shows. <laughs> oh, should God. go to maps. You would have been amazing on Love Island. Oh, okay. I actually would have. You would have been great. And it Do you guys ever think about that? I always think about like, I would, I would play this game so differently than these people are playing it. Oh, that's totally. That's another reason I like to watch. Cause I was like, oh my God, I would navigate the fuck out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I both would win. That's the problem. Like we are so competitive that we both feel like we would win regardless of if we're winning over a woman or a man, it doesn't really matter the gender. We just both feel that like we would be the final one standing. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Gosh. I think that all the time. They did a lot at home. Oh, that's the best. Totally. See, I feel bad, but Arnim would be out like in the beginning. He's so, just so nice. Same with Brian. He would yeah, they would be out, out first, but we would make it to the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes... The sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I'm totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion. Home and beauty inspired by real life. Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This has been so fun. So before we wrap, um, we always love to leave our listeners um, with a little inspiration affirmation. So I don't know if there's like a quote you live by that you want to share with our listeners. I would just say to, you know, I think that it's so important. I think that we need to start like reframing rejection and defeat, because I think that those are the things that really define us. And without sort of falling down and having these hard times or being told no a million times over, the victory wouldn't feel as good. Like standing on the top of the mountain, what's the fucking point if it was easy? Right. Uh, and so for me, like right now, especially this moment, because this book was an absolute beast to not only write, but to sell and to get out into the world with it coming out tomorrow. And like, I'm finally seeing it on shelves. It just feels like it's so like, just like life affirming because I feel like it was worth it. It was worth it. We're here. And all of the, all of the sort of like pain and suffering and sort of rejection 
um, has only made the, this feel that where I'm at today feel so much better. So oh, whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're working on in your life, like take every single defeat as just like another coin in your bucket because when you're at the when you're at the finish line it's just going to feel that much better oh Ugh. god i love that jenny love that. and i just thank you for bringing awareness to this because it's so true like we all have these conversations but no one's come out and spoken about this feeling and really has raised awareness around this and i feel like your book's gonna do so much for so many of us, yeah. I, and I think it's it's just amazing. And I love that you're touring it because I think also when people get to talk to you and just feel your passion and I know like you're just gonna, you're gonna do so much for people. And so, and oh, especially so women. Sweet. Yeah, so thank you. You guys think Mrs. Carrick is gonna come to my Phoenix opening? Oh my, can you I please bet. let us know? Because if she's there, I wanna go there. But your Phoenix is sold out, right? I, I thought so, I saw Phoenix you was sold out. Say to her from you guys, if I see Ooh. her, what do I say? I'm so gonna lick. I, I'm gonna find a knife. There you go. Lick it. Lick it. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm yeah. gonna just leave it like that. Mic drop. Yeah, you should. Honestly, yeah, she'll be like those she'll be like Dan Garcia twins. <laughs> she'll be like, You've obviously been in contact with the Bellas. Yeah. Shake her head like. You know, okay, I'm ready for it. And I think down the road, we all need to meet up at Ajo Owls or Duck and Decanter. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Or at least and, and go to like, yeah, like Crash Homecoming or something. Kendall, we fun. need to all go to Duck and Decanter and make Jamie a believer in the tuna salad. Yeah, yes. I mean, please. Yeah. And okay. I want to come try and see you on tour. I would love to see you guys. I at know. Some point, I have to meet you guys. Yes, yes, we would love that. So whether we okay, are great. in New York in the fall or we get to catch one of your tour dates, because I really want to go see Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, and thank you for coming on. We yes. appreciate it so no, much. Thank you so much for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. Yay. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. See you. Bye.